Don't miss All Access Sports Talk with Ken Trahan and Jude Young, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan. Reginelli's Pizzeria, with locations throughout the metro area. Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue. Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport. By Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall. Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe, with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Wego. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road, by Mike Sirio's Pull Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com, our tune-in app available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. You can also get us via Alexa at home. Just tell her to play Nash Icon, 106.1 FM, or play WRKN. You can also listen to our podcast. When the show is done, it's at CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on More, and then click on Podcast, and you'll be able to listen back. You can also email us, ed at WGNO.com, or ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or call the show, 504-260-1061. Love to hear from you at 504-260-1061. Rudy Dixon, our esteemed producer, here until noon. Have a wonderful, blessed Memorial Day weekend. We certainly are doing just that. Much to talk about here this morning with my good and great friend, Ed Daniels, sports director of WGNO of the Clarion Herald, the CrescentCitySports.com, and Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. Ed, good morning to you. Kenneth, what's up? You are. Good to be here, and lots to talk about, as we mentioned. Now, Lenny Van Gilder will join us at the top of next hour to give the whole breakdown on college baseball, postseason tournaments, who's in and who's out, and the NCAA, who's hosting and who's not. He'll join us at 11. He breaks it down very, very well, and we'll get to him at that. 
And we'll have that discussion coming up. Now, we should mention that Tulane is playing East Carolina right now, 4-4, bottom of the fifth inning. Tulane must win that game and then must beat East Carolina again to get to the final. And they're tied 4-4 in the fifth inning of that game. Credit to the Green Wave for coming back after losing their opening game to Cincinnati. Uh, they beat Cincinnati and then won again last night, and now they are trying to get through, but they have to beat East Carolina twice today to be able to do so. And as mentioned, we'll have the rest of the breakdown coming up. Uh, the one I will mention, in case you missed it last night, LSU lost to number one Tennessee, 5-2. to two. So they're playing Kentucky uh, this afternoon in an elimination game, and, and it's a very, very, very important game for LSU if the Tigers want to host a regional. So there's that. And then also, of course, Southeastern, Edge McNeese 3-2 last night on a walk-off. So they force a game three in the deciding game in the Southland Conference Championship in Lake Charles. Uh, that's a bit of a brief breakdown. UL Lafayette playing Texas State in the Sunbelt semifinal at 7 p.m. this evening. They're a, you know, they have a shot in that one. Southern in the driver's seat in the SWAC. And they're playing Florida A&M this morning. And FAMU must beat Southern twice. The winner moves into the final on Sunday of the SWAG. So Louisiana with some real shots here. Louisiana Tech also is in the driver's seat in its bracket of Conference USA, playing Old Dominion as we speak. ODU has to beat Tech twice in that game uh, to advance to the Sunday final, whoever wins that against the winner of Southern Miss and Texas San Antonio. You got that? That's a lot of college baseball, Ed. Got a lot of college baseball, buddy. It's good. And we'll have a big discussion. You know, the... uh, the McNeese uh, Southeastern series has been terrific. Mm-hmm. You know, walk-offs on uh, games en- ends on the last pitch, consecutive nights, and now they go at it again tonight. And the winner goes to the uh, to the NCAA tournament. I'm so, going to ask Lenny. I like I like that format, Kenny. By the well, way, well, that's what I, I was going like to ask you. Format. Yeah, I, I like the that. format a lot. Okay. I think the one thing it, it's done is is that um, at least around here, it's kept the Southland. Um, in the news for two consecutive weekends. And, you know, now that might not be the case. It wouldn't be the case if you didn't have Louisiana teams. But I like the format. I, I, I'm, I'm totally for the two fourteen pods, and then the winners come out and play in a championship round. Best two out of three. It's just like a super regional, and I enjoy it. Going to ask Lenny the same question at the top of the next hour when we get into detail about all of the college baseball going on as we speak. Congratulations to Loyola and Delgado, who had outstanding seasons, came up a game short of their goals, but both had outstanding seasons as well. And nice to see the Cardinals get a win last night. I'm glad uh, Ali Marmol decided he wanted to win the game and waited until a two-run homer in the ninth inning to put in his closer. I'm just saying rather than a guy just called up from the minors. I mean, that's a pretty important game, right? Yep. I, I, don't, I don't get it, and, um, you know, I, I just don't get it. But as soon as here I hit that home run, I was like, you know, you don't understand, even though it's 4 nothing in the ninth inning. They get a two-run homer. They, they get a guy on base, and all of a sudden you've, you've got the tying run at the plate. Right. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for disaster. And I know what he was trying to do. He's trying to save his pitching for another day. And, and he's hoping that, that, that Whitley can get through another inning. Right. And, and they don't have to use 
you know, Helsley or Gallegos. But, I mean, it's just like, give me a break. You All right, so here, games. you got to win the games. I mean, you can't even consider right. the thought process of giving a game away. So here's the answer to that. You want to start the, the ninth inning with Whitley in a 4 nothing game? I, I'm even okay with that. But the first guy that gets on base, he's out. Okay? And that's right. not what he did. You know, here it goes up, hits a two-run homer. Then they got the tying run coming up, and Helsley comes in and nails it down. So you got a day game today. That's what he's thinking. He's not going to – he doesn't want to have to use his best guy with a day game today. Well, guess what? Gallegos didn't pitch, so he's good today. Cabrera can't pitch today in all likelihood. He threw two innings last night. Why? Because, again, you've got a starter that can't go anywhere deep into a game. And they can't – they'll never – they're never going to survive this season if they try to keep using Jordan Hicks, who's on the IL right now as a starter. And for that matter, Dakota Hudson. I mean, he can't even go five innings last night. Again. Yeah. Well, Why? Not only, because not he walked five. Not only, he walked five guys yeah. again. So not only not only that, like you said, but the one thing that drives me crazy is, I mean, you look at his pitch count. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's every game. Yeah. Between him and Hicks, and, they he and Hicks are at 70, 80 pitches and four innings every time out. Right. And they're never gonna. You you can't win that way. Your bullpen will never make it uh, that far. You know, Palante is a good option. He's done a good job. You know, Gallegos is is a good option but not as the closer. Helsley's been tremendous. Cabrera's a pretty good option. So you got four guys you can count on, basically. So, you know, you haven't come up with that fifth guy yet. And now you've had to call up Jake Woodford to be a starter. Today you're pitching a rookie in Liberator who is only pitching his second major league game. So I'm looking at this on paper, and I don't see any way they beat the Brewers. I think the Brewers are a better team. Uh, the only way they can beat them is with – you know, as if the Brewers have injuries because the Cardinals just don't have enough starting pitching. That's my, that's my opinion. And, you know, with this whole Jack Flaherty thing, I mean, it's, it's kind of getting old, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. when is this guy going to pitch? Uh, you know, I mean, you, you just can't, you can't be depending on guys you, you cannot count on. And thank goodness Miles Michaelis is healthy enough this year. He's been great. He got mm-hmm. painted up by a reliever. In his last game, but he's been great. And, you know, Wainwright still gives you a chance every time out. But if that's all you got, because Matt's is hurt and he's been, you know, very erratic anyway. So I don't know how you make it with that starting pitching. I mean, aside from the fact that O'Neill's been horrendous and he's on the IL and Carlson's on the IL and all that stuff. And the rookies, you know, the, the league's starting to figure out the rookies and how to pitch to them. So... You know, that's, that's part of the process. But anyway, that's my rant for the day. And then my, our great St. Louis friends that are listening right now, too. Tough night uh, for the Blues. Man, they played their hearts out. They had a 2-1 lead, and Avalanche are just better. They tied it, and then they win the thing with less than five seconds left. I know Kashif was devastated since he was there last night, but good season well, for the Blues. The I, watched, I watched the game last night sitting in my backyard. It was great. It's a beautiful evening, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was flipping back and forth between the two games, and I enjoyed it a bunch. It was just a great evening. Yeah, really. Uh, look, no doubt. And and look, it was a again. I'm not going to say the Blues would have won the series, but uh, losing Bennington killed them because also could is just is not that good in goal. I mean, it's that simple. And Bennington was playing really well. So, but lost them. Move on. End of story. So there you go. There's our rant on the St. Louis teams for the night and Denise's. Cousin Dennis Pollard was in St. Louis all week, and as his first experience, he absolutely loved it. He just thought it was fantastic. And 
amazing, and we'll plan on getting there in about a month's time or so and, and look forward to that. So there's that. Look, we're going to get into the Saints with OTAs. We're going to get into the Pelicans and Zion Williamson. We're going to get into college baseball, as I mentioned, with Lenny Van Gilder, too. And right now we'll get into high school because you've got the LHSA having another convention of sorts, a meeting coming up uh, here in about a week's time. And you wrote about it at CrescentCitySports.com, a couple of significant things on the table here, including trying to reunite the championships and everybody playing back together uh, by Mm -hmm. putting forth a bylaw to create that and the process. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. the concept of select versus non-select, which schools are going to be uh, declared select rather than non-select, and how many will that be? And then thirdly, will the select schools decide to reduce from four to three classifications? Uh, I think B and C are tied together. I think reducing from four to three is tied together with how many schools are going to be declared select. Because if you declare as many as 40 schools or more select, well, they'll have enough teams to fill brackets by and large. If they don't, and that number is significantly smaller, then as you and I have said for, oh gosh, how many, ever since this thing was implemented, they got to solve their own problem by reducing their own number of classes from four to three. And they have the ability to do that, and they have not done so. So let's start there. Well, I mean, look, I, I think when you're looking at three classes, I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes the playoffs uh, brackets more competitive. But, you know, exactly how do you do that? What's the cutoff? Um, because what you're going to have is a real disparity in enrollment between uh, a school, let's say in Division One who has a very high enrollment in a school in Division One, who really is a Class 4A school. Uh, same thing in, in the bottom of Division Two. Division Two is going to be a pretty large disparity, don't you think, between a school's enrollment at the top and a school's enrollment at the bottom. And that was one of the reasons why, back in 1992, we went from uh, four classes to five. And, you know, I've always thought that Louisiana was a, was a, was a, uh, a four-class state when it comes to, especially to football. But, you know, now we're giving out nine championships. It's, so, you know, that's, that's the problem. It sounds good. But who, who are you going to make angry along the way and who is going to do everything they can to prevent it from happening because they think that their school is at a huge disadvantage. And that's what it comes down to. So much of this is going to be determined when the rulings are made with regard to who will be classified as select versus non-select. So that's the first step in the process. And again, I think the numbers will largely dictate what happens on the back end of that as to whether selects will consider reducing to three classes from four. And obviously both are, are, are going to be very closely scrutinized and watched and understood. Then with regard to bylaw 4.4.4, this is the bylaw that has been widely reported that will be utilized by the LHSAA and the executive committee to reunify all of the championships. As we have spoken about on many occasions, Mm -hmm. these championships are all over the place. 
In football, we had championships in Lafayette at Tulane and, of course, in Caesars Superdome. In basketball, we had championships in Lafayette, Lake Charles, Hammond, West Wego. In softball, you had championships in Broussard and in Sulphur. And in baseball, you had championships in Sulphur and in Hammond. And as I've said before, in a perfect world, I'd love to see everybody together because it's unified. It's far easier for the media to cover this. And it's easier for fans as well that to have the opportunity to not be confused about what, when, where, and how, and then also to see other games and other teams. So from that perspective, being together makes sense. On the other side of the ledger is very simply the fact that select schools feel like they get the short end of the stick every step of the way, from playing times to dates, and of course, uh, the latter consideration, but the most serious one, which is finances. And the fact that by playing separately, select schools have been able to realize more profit, significantly more in some cases, a little more in others. And that is a crux of the decisions that have been made, plus geography and facilities for that matter, because let's, let's think about that too. You and I both agree that Caesar Superdome is easily, and I mean easily, the best facility for football championships, right? Yeah, but that's and I, and I get what you're driving at, and I agree. But that's not what the association voted for. I know that, but I'm just I'm, I'm making yeah. this point by point here. We both no, agree, no, I, I agree that Caesar Superdome is the best venue. Yes. Okay, all right. But yes. that's not necessarily true of the other sports. That's why I want you to let me finish my point. Uh, in, basketball, in basketball, you're playing at Cajun Dome, which by all accounts is a very good facility. You're playing at, at uh, University Center in Hammond, which is a good facility. You're playing in Lake Charles at Burton, which is a good facility. And you're playing in West Wego at Alario Center, which is not an arena, but it's a good facility as well. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. Okay. And then in baseball, you're playing in Hammond at, at Pat Kennelly Diamond Alumni Field, which is a good facility. And you're playing in Sulphur on club fields, and we can debate whether that's a good facility or not. Agreed? Uh, you know, I mean, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good AAU baseball facility. I don't think it's a championship venue. And I agree with you. And then with softball, we're talking about a multi-purpose facility in Broussard, where the girls played, and a multi-purpose facility uh, in Sulphur, where the boys played. Not a great deal of difference there, except for the one in Broussard's a newer facility, but, but similar in terms of the dynamic. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's the venues we're speaking of. And I'm getting to the point of, of making this particular point to drive it home. These are all good facilities. No issues with the facilities. The one that I would have a little bit of issue with, and it has zero to do with the city, zero to do with the people running it. They're fantastic people. I've covered it. Uh, they do a great job with it, and that is sulfur with baseball because you have adjoining fields, uh, you have balls flying from one field onto another, fan reaction all over the place with one field going on when another game's going on, uh, the ability to facilitate people and everything else imaginable. And again, it just doesn't have the feel of a championship with all these different games going on at the same time. 
That's my opinion. That doesn't make me right or wrong. Whereas when I covered the games in Hammond, they're individual games. You are at the mercy of the weather, you know, when you've only got one field. But, of course, they do have a turf infield. And it's a college facility and a very good one at that. And it was clearly, to me, a better venue uh, than is sulfur for boys baseball championships. And that gets back to what happened when they played championships at Turchin Stadium, which I did games at and covered, and also at Zephyr Field back in the day, which I covered as well, which were both better venues than what they're doing now. So if you want to debate the venues, we can debate the venues. And I certainly think that my points are valid. And I think all the basketball venues I talked about are good facilities. I, I truly believe that, having been to all of them. So there's no dog in the fight there. And in full disclosure, you do have a dog in the fight because you've been involved with the Lario Center. But that's full disclosure. But the point is, all these facilities are good facilities. And where you play them in, in basketball doesn't make a great deal of difference in terms of quality. It becomes a matter of availability for fans, cost initiatives, and what makes sense uh, for those particular schools. And ultimately, the last point, and I'll leave it to you at this, and you can close it out by talking as long as you want. It's about money. And you wrote that at CrescentCitySports.com. How much money is generated? How much money are schools able to make? And as I turn it over to you, my point has always been, you're always best when unified. Always best. And I'd love to see all the championships together again on a personal level. But on a professional level, I see why they're not together. And they probably shouldn't be because of the fact that one half of the organization doesn't want to be part of it. But the other half is part of it. They don't want to compete with them. They're basically saying, we don't want you and we're not going to play you. So why should you, being cast aside, have to fall in line and do everything uh, that they want you to do? Of course, the argument to that from the, from the other side is that, well, then get out of the organization. Well, I don't think that's going to happen from the select school side. I, I never have, and I still don't think that's going to happen. So uh, the next option is to make the best decision for your, your own programs and your own membership, and that's what they've done. But it looks like to me like the executive committee and the executive director are going to see fit to try to change that and bring them back together. And as I have made this case, I've presented both sides, I've been fair, and I understand both sides of it, uh, but I completely understand why what's happening right now is happening as to why these other championships are separate. You have the floor. Well, you know, first of all, uh, you know, full disclosure, our involvement with the Ontario Center they, they needed a, uh, a host to run the event. And, and uh, our organization, Friends of Prep Sports, LLC, which runs the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic, volunteered to do that. And uh, if you ask the coaches who come to the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic, both public and private, we treat them well. And uh, if you ask any of the coaches who are from North Louisiana or from the western part of the state who come here and, and come to our event, uh, ask them how they're treated. I think they would unanimously, um, pretty close to it, agree that they're treated pretty well. And you know what? We don't segregate against schools. If you're a public or a private school and you want to play in our tournament and, and, and you show a real interest, then we do everything we can to accommodate you to get you in the tournament. So. That's, that's not part of our, our motto or our mantra. 
But as far as what happens with, with the tournaments, the, the organization, okay, surprisingly, would you agree, Kenny, about two or three years ago, the organization surprisingly voted for the select schools to have the ability to host their own tournament. They did so that. We put, it, we put in a bid. The select schools chose the Ilario Center for the girls, and we tried to run the best tournament. And as I've told everyone, if the girls non-select wanted to come there, and look, Andrew Bishak and the people at Southeastern do a great job of running the girls non-select in Hammond. They are tremendous hosts. They're very organized, and they do a great job. But for, if for any reason the girls wanted to come there to the Ilario Center, we would accommodate them too because that's who we are. We do not divide. We do not segregate. We treat everybody the same no matter who you are or what school you're from. We try to help every child. We do not discriminate and do not segregate. But that's what they voted for. So therefore, we put in a bid and we were delighted to host. And as, I, as I've said before, our organization did not make a dime on this tournament, nor did we care to. The only thing we wanted to do was be a, be a facilitator and make sure the event ran smoothly. And there was a lot of people involved in it. It was a collaborative team effort, and that's what happened. Now, as far as football, look, it was an eye-opener. As far as I'm concerned, this is a night that changed things in, in football in Louisiana. When Jesuit and Catholic went to Yulman Stadium and they split $150,000 in profit after they paid the LHSAA and after they paid for the facility, they split $150,000 and Ponchatoula got 11000 And like I said before and I said in the piece, that is the product, them getting 11000 is the product of the fact that if you go to the Superdome, the, the tab to play in the Superdome is enormous. So it's apples and oranges. But nonetheless, the teams that played in the select championship in Division I got 75000 each. The teams that played in the Class 5A championship in the Superdome got 11000 But that's the price that you pay for playing in, icon in an iconic venue. It's not cheap. But I do think that, that when people saw that, they, there was a lot of eyebrows raised. And you know what? I'll say this about all the select championships. It's not rocket science. But if you're organized and you try to do things the right way, chances are they're going to go off pretty well. And I think all the select venues were done in a professional fashion I did not go to Broussard, okay? But I, and, and I didn't go to Lafayette. Richie went to Lafayette. But I think all of the select venues were done in a quality fashion, and that's what you would expect. Now, if people resent that, I don't understand why there's resentment toward that when that's what the organization, that's what the public schools voted for. The private schools don't have enough votes to decide these things. So enough public schools agreed with them that they should have the opportunity to do that. They took advantage of it. Therefore, I don't think anyone should be angry about it. Well, I mean, let me, let me just, and again, I, I really want to make sure that I take off any hat that might reflect any sort of bias. 
because I truly don't want to do that and I truly don't really feel that way in my heart of hearts. But again, in full disclosure, Ed and I are both private school educated. So, but let me get this straight. This is real simple. I'm doing the math here. On the one hand, the non-select schools, which are all public, don't want to play you. They don't want to compete with you in any way, shape, or form in playoffs. But they want your so, money. But they want your money. As soon as you depart and you are successful, then they want to see that come to an end. Did I get that straight? Oh, I don't think there's any question. Look, it, it, is, a, it is like I said before. When, when I saw that number and I saw the report, all right, and I called some people and said, hey, is this true? I know it's true, but I want you to tell me it's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. $150,000 split between two teams. When that, when that became public, when that became public, then um, that was the end, in my opinion, and I think they're going to change it back this week. Look, I do Saint too. Charles and, Catholic, yeah. Saint Charles Catholic and Lafayette Christian, Kenny. There was not a giant crowd for that game, but it was a no. good crowd. Okay? It was. It wasn't a yep. giant. Wasn't a giant crowd for that game. Right. But Saint Charles brings their 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 throng of faithful, and Lafayette Christian brought a nice. Correct. Crowd. But they still each each school still made sixteen grand. I mean, Ed White and uh, and University Lab each made forty one thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are, but again, when you talk about over a quarter of a million dollars in profit after all the expenses are paid, that is a mm-hmm. staggering number. All right. And, it is. And there's a lot of schools who are very unhappy about that. And here's my point that's what you voted for. Okay. That's what you voted for. You run the organization, the private schools don't run it. That's what you voted for. That's what you voted for. You didn't want them as part of your championships to compete with them, and, and you didn't care where they played, and now you do care for one reason, money. And money. That, that to me is clear. And, and, and just, to be, just to be on point, this all changed in 2019 when Rummel and Catholic played at Yeoman and both made an enormous amount of money in that game. That was the first shot across the bow that really right. helped they, change they this made, thing. They made about 35 or 40. Is that right, Kenny? Uh, I was told even more than that. But okay. having said that, it, it's, easy, it's easy to say, right, 75 yeah. is humongous. But it's a staggering but, number. It okay. is. But, it, but that's, that's where it started because, uh, it, remember, the pandemic forced everybody to Northwestern State the following year. So it kind of got pushed to the back burner. And then it returned to these separate venues this past year, and that's when uh, the big numbers emerged from Yeoman Stadium. So, look. And you know what? Again, look, if, it, look, as I, said, as I mm-hmm. said in what I wrote for, for CrescentCitySports.com, I remember about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, what I, uh, whatever, Rick and I are having this discussion on a Saturday morning before mm-hmm. for the show that, 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 that the three of us did for years. All right? right. And Rick and I are having this discussion, Rick Gailey, and I said, Rick, what about the executive committee? He, I said, uh, what can they do? He, he said, they, mm-hmm. can, they can vote any way they want. Right. And that's, and that's exactly right. And look, the executive committee is dominated by public schools. So they're not going to make any decision that benefits a private school. It's not going to happen. All right? So, so here's can, my – go ahead. I'm go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. 
No, so I was going to say, asking, yeah, you finish. I keep yeah. asking to private schools, okay? I keep asking to private schools. You successfully run your own championship. What, may, what makes you believe you can't run your own organization? Am I, am I, am I missing something here? Because if, I, if I'm ill-informed, I admit I don't know everything, okay? If I'm ill-informed and I don't know what I'm talking about, then politely tell me. I still can't get an answer. It takes time and effort, and it's that simple. And, of course, it's a major, it's a major investment and a major move to make. But ultimately, if you don't feel like you're being represented properly or represented at all, then it should be a consideration. Now, I'll say it for the five millionth time. I'd love to see the organization together as one. I'd love to see everything together. But that requires membership to make that determination. And they've shown no desire to do that in any vote that we've seen since 2013. And, and which brings me to my final point, which I think will be a wrap on this, which is this. I understand imposing bylaws. I understand Eddie Bonine's got a tough job. I understand he's done everything more than once to try to reunite this organization, and I give him a lot of credit. You and I both have on many occasions because he's tried very hard to bring this thing back together. But every time he tries, it fails. And he knows that the likelihood of that happening is slim and none. And Slim may have left the building already. So there's that. So to me, this is my final take on all of it. The membership should decide these things, okay? Uh, not imposing a bylaw, but the membership. The membership voted to allow this to happen in the first place, a point you have made succinctly in both what you wrote and what you've said here this morning. The membership should decide now the same thing. And if the membership decides that they want to force these schools to come back to their venues and play, then that's what the membership does because it's all about the membership and you're part of it. And if you don't like it, back to your final point. Don't be part of it. Amen? Oh, I agree. I, I agree. You know, but, but look, um, I think there's a lot of schools that want to break off. All right? And, uh, but the, the, the Catholic schools, the Catholic schools are going to, uh, at least in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, and even those schools who are not archdiocesan schools. Mm -hmm. They're not moving forward with anything like that unless unless the archbishop blesses it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't know if blesses it is the proper term, but unless mm -hmm. he says, unless he gives his blessing, okay, that that's it. It's not going, it's not going to change. All right? And, you know, and look, if we go back to the Superdome, here's what's going to happen. Just like De La Salle and, and University uh, a few years ago, on a Friday afternoon, they were playing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And that's what's going to happen. I can tell you the schedule already. Division On Saturday, Division One's going to be at noon. Class 4A is going to be after that. And 5A is going to be the last game. All right? And that's the way it's going to go. And when, you, and when you get your check, if you're in the highest classification, you're going to get ten dollars or $11,000, and that's the end of it. So All right. That's it. So here's... Here's a question uh, without naming the name, but question just sent to me. Guys, if selects leave LHSAA, who do they play? They would not be allowed to play any LHSAA schools during the regular season. Legitimate question. The answer to the question is each other. That's who they'd play. And then, of course, Mississippi schools to a degree as well. Of course, scheduling would be tough. Naturally, it would be tough. But I guess the question I would ask is this. 
you know, why would you schedule any team that votes not to include you now that's against you every step of the but way Kenny, to compete with you? Kenny, here's the dirty little secret, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's the dirty little secret. Yeah. If that did happen, you would have other independent school districts who would be joining the new organization. Such as? Central and Zachary, I think, would Mm -hmm. be two candidates right off the top. And you know what? And if it's done right, you'll have others break off as well. You know, don't think, okay, don't think that that you couldn't affect – the um, the makeup of the public schools in Louisiana, if you did this, don't think, you know, that that if you had success over two or three years, that other schools would not think about joining. And look, I think the Constitution is is pretty simple. Number one, it doesn't have to be as thick as it is now. And number two, all right. Number two, everyone is welcome. We do not discriminate against schools, whether you are public or private, if you want to be a member of the association in good standing. That's all you have to do. All right? That's all you have to do. Because right now, right now, that's not the way it's, that's not the way it's positioned. And, you know, everyone, everyone look, I, even though Mr. Bonine doesn't talk to me anymore, okay, I still respect him. All right, and I'm not I am not going to be unfair to him. And he's done everything he can to bring the organization back together. And I appreciate that. All right? We we all want it to be like it used to be. But that boat has sailed. The public schools have voted for this thing against it several times. That's their position. They run the organization. So either you shut up and put up with it or you do something about it. It's either door number 1 or door number two. There's no door number three. He's Ed Daniels. I'm Ken Trahan. This is the Three Tailgater Show. And the number to call is 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Love to hear from you on this, among other topics. Later on in the show, uh, at about 1130 or so, when Ed is back with me, we will talk Saints extensively. We'll also talk college baseball with Lenny Van Gilder at 11 when we return in just a moment. The latest on the Pelicans and Zion Williamson and what is to come there. We'll delve into it as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. And on the web, we're at NashFM1061.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Automotive at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has the right vehicle at the right price at precisely the right time for you. From outstanding newly designed 2021 Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Chrysler products, Bergeron Automotive has what you are looking for. Check out our expansive inventory at BergeronChryslerJeep.com or call 504-321-4217. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. 
Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. You can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. And MLS consumer access. Number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's new $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover on America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Hey, did you hear about the three little pigs and their houses of straw, sticks, and bricks? Well, did you know there was a fourth pig? Well, he got a metal roof from Walker Metals. So the fourth pig told the wolf, you can't get me since my roof is made of steel. So the wolf huffed and puffed and eh, the rest was history. Come by Walker Metals or call 225-791-7791 so we can explain how a metal roof can protect your home against wind, hail, fire, and save you on your rising energy bills. Stop by or call Walker Metals today. 225-791-7791. Love your new metal roof. From Walker Metals, Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Need a new roof? Walker Metals has you covered. Walker Metals is a local manufacturer of metal roofing products. You may pay a little more than shingles, but a metal roof from Walker Metals will last you your lifetime. We sell direct to residential, commercial, and contractors. Stop by or call Walker Metals today at 225-791-7791 or visit walkermetalroofing.com. For 15 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Any discussion on the high school situation in Louisiana, we are more than happy to field your calls on that the rest of the show at 504 260 1061. Later in the show, as mentioned, we'll talk about the Saints extensively for about a half hour. And also coming up at the top of the hour, Lenny Van Gilder of CrescentCitySports.com to break down the college baseball scenario and the postseason and what's happening, who's in, who's out, what to expect, all of that. Lenny does a great job with it, and he'll join us at the top of the hour to update us on exactly what the situation is there. So looking to be able to bring that to you. They're in the seventh inning now. East Carolina 6, Tulane 4. 
Tulane must win to force another game with ECU. The New Orleans Pelicans, very interesting week, to say the least, because of a one-line release. That one-line release sent to all of us in the industry said this, Recent imaging of Zion Williamson's right fifth metatarsal showed continued improvement. Williamson has been cleared in his return to play progression without any restrictions. Words are chosen very carefully here, as they have been every step of the way, because clearly the Pelicans want to make sure they get it right, and they want to make sure they protect their interests with what they say. After last year's fiasco, media day and training camp, and the fact that Williamson never set foot on the floor the entire season. Translation to this one-line release, Zion can now play basketball without restrictions. He missed all of last season. As we know, surgery was required. Well, now he's cleared, and now he's ready to go. And I found it interesting. I completely understand how the Pelicans were very succinct and very brief with what they said, but I thought it was important uh, for them to get this out because it addresses a lot of concerns with the fan base and ticket selling, right? Start there. And also with the media and, and, and the perception of what this young man is, who he is, and what he may or may not do here in the future. Your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of curious, to be honest with you. I, I don't know why you would be making that announcement in May. I, 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 don't, I don't know, Kenny. I, I saw it. I was like, okay, yeah, he's going to play. Everybody knows that. It was kind of ho-hum to me. I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> just kind of ho-hum. If he, if, he, if he somehow wasn't ready to go in September, then you'd have, to, you'd have to think that this injury might be career-threatening. But it was a foot fracture. Am I right? As far as we know, yes. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a, I thought it was an extremely curious um, announcement. I didn't, I didn't really see the purpose of it. Okay, so I think I just hit on it prior to. It's about awareness and ticket selling. The public now believing that he's right. fine and that he's going to play for this team, not another team and doesn't well, want out of here point. and that he's healthy. I think it's all yeah. about those two right. things. That's my take, and I don't yeah. know that, but that's just my take on it. Right, but you know what? He's going he's gonna to sign the max extension because it's the best business decision. Mm-hmm. You don't leave millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars right. on, the, on the table, especially with a player who is prone to injury. He's already proven that. Do you agree? Absolutely. So why would you, why would you say, no, I'm not going to sign that? You take every penny you can, and then you do what Anthony Davis did and Baron Davis did and Chris Paul did. And you say, you know what, at some point, I want out of here. And I still think that that's, that's what happens no matter what. And um, I don't see him. If you ask me if he's going to be here in three or four years, uh, I would say that, you know, I think the odds of that are far less than 50%. 
I would probably agree with you. I wouldn't say that it's impossible. I think it's possible. But all we need to do is look at what's happened in recent history as to what superstars have done. The one guy that stayed with his franchise and, and committed to it was Giannis, right? And that was the one guy that I can think of that's been of that ilk when we're talking about what you would call a, a mid-major market or a smaller market franchise. Because we're not well, including we're not including the Chicago's and the New Yorks and the Los Angeleses right. and even the Boston's uh, in well, this or even Golden State, if you will. We're including you know the the mid major to well, smaller Golden markets. State, Golden State is is over the tax. They're they're a luxury tax team, aren't they? I'm pretty certain of that. And they make so much money out there. It, you know, it doesn't. Their owners are so uh, affluent. I mean. I don't, I don't really think that's a that's a big issue for them. Now, Tim Duncan's did stay all those years with San Antonio, he did. which is a which is a small market team, but he was going to Orlando, but Popovich talked him out of it at the last minute and he stayed in San Antonio. So, um, you know, look, that's how the NBA is set up. And the fact that it's going to be it the chance of Golden State and Boston happening mm-hmm. Yeah. this year in the finals, right. thrills them, all right? The last thing they want is Indiana and Memphis. That's the last thing they want. Well, how about, how about Miami spoiling things last night? Incredible effort by Jimmy Butler. Uh, again, just to refresh, I picked Miami in seven. No one agreed with me. No one agreed with me except for you. I was just about to make that point, and that yeah. doesn't mean they're going to win it. I still think Boston is the better team, uh, and if they show up and play to their full ability – uh, they win, but Miami, again, uh, Lowry and Struess have to play well. Butler has to be great, and they need to get Tyler Hero back, or I don't know if they can win. By the way, before we get to break here, Golden State, uh, source being Spotrack, as we speak, $41.3 million over the cap. So There you go. I mean, so, look, that's not, that's not a territory that the Pelicans no. will ever be in. Nope. Now, the, the next team to – and mm-hmm. I don't know where Dallas is on the tax. You might have that – right in front of you but the next team if they're not over now they will be soon and, and I think they're I think they're a tax team already because they're going to do everything they can to get to get pieces around Luka Doncic to why to try to win a championship because if they don't he's going to want out too yeah well Mark Cuban's already been quoted in saying the Mavericks will be in luxury tax hell next season so there's that all right we owe you a timeout 504-260-1061 LSU football and transfers. That's next. Then college baseball with Lenny Van Gilder. And then later in the show, Ed and I on the New Orleans Saints. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Three Tailgaters show continues in a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. We've all said it. Lord, give me strength to endure this mess that I'm going through. (laughs) This is Michael Green with a LifeGate word of encouragement. My prayer for you today is like the prayer Paul gave in Colossians 1 when he said, We pray that you will live well for the Master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his vineyard. As you learn more and more how God works, you'll learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have strength to stick it out over the long haul, not some grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is the strength that endures the unendurable. Isn't that good news? The strength that helps you endure the unendurable. 
Join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate. We will continue in this word to encourage you. 1317 Butternut, we start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries. You'll be glad you did. This Sunday, LifeGate, where the priority is the word. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in this region's own E. FC Gulf Coast Jam Country on the Coast is coming to Panama City Beach, Florida. Real Fun Beach, June the 2nd through the 5th, Florida Georgia it Line. Be, it'll be, it'll be. Brooks and Dunn. Brett Young, you didn't know. Jordan Davis, Chris Jansen, Scotty McCrary, Maddie and Tay, and more. Tickets on sale at GulfCoastJam.com. Sponsor Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Shop our Memorial Day savings at Lowe's, where you'll find our Charbroil Five Burner Gas Grill with Riddle Insert Special Buy, $2.98, valued at $3.49. And take advantage of Craftsman Days. Buy a select Craftsman V20 starter kit, get a select bear tool for free, up to a $99 value. The savings are heating up this Memorial Day at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. See store at Lowe's.com for details. Watch supplies last. Selection varies by location. Valve 526 through 61. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay. It's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow. Thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code COOL for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code COOL for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Spotrack, by the way, has 11 teams in the luxury tax category out of 30 in the NBA. The Clippers, number one, Golden State, number two, Milwaukee, three, Brooklyn, four, Boston, five, Denver, six, Utah, seven, Philadelphia, eight, Dallas, nine, Atlanta, 10, and the Lakers, 11. Those are the 11 over the tax According to Spotrack, with the Clippers being number one 
at about 56 million. Golden State, an update, they have them at 52 million over now. So just to give you some idea, then it drops off significantly to Milwaukee at 19 million over. So that's just some information on that. LSU transfer portal continues. Uh, the latest is a, you know, is a walk-on. Uh, Darren Branch might remember from a meet coming to LSU as a walk-on, leaving Georgia. He's a highly recruited player a couple of years ago, joins LSU. So again, the transfer portal and Brian Kelly. He's done a fantastic job uh, to restock this program, whether you love or hate the transfer portal or not. It's what he's done. I mean, I think of all kinds of players. You know, I mean, we can name them all, but we'd, it would take a long time, right, for all the ones to name. You know, Jarek Bernard Converse, just off the top of my head, uh, Joe Fouché, Greg Brooks, uh, Makai Williams-Garner, uh, who else? Seven Banks, Makai Wingo, uh, Colby Fields, uh, you know, who else? Uh, Noah Kane, the running back. Of course, Kyron Lacey as well, the other running back. Miles Frazier, uh, Jaden Daniels, of course, Jermon Shorts. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but this is really where they've, they've added. Uh, Jay Bramblett, the punter from Notre Dame. So now Branch joins it. And, and again, the, the, Brian Kelly's using the system perfectly uh, to get his program stocked and to get it competitive right away. And with that in mind, with the schedule, I, I see LSU being a winning football team this coming season. I do, too. And I, I, what I like about the whole situation up there is, look, he understands that those are the rules. I don't, I don't see a lot of carping and complaining about it up there, do you? And do not. You know what? And you just do your job. And I think he's, he's got a plan. He's going to go about it. And I think he has confidence in it. And that's a great thing. And I, I don't think it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an issue. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. Look, you know, you can't – Alabama can, complains about the state of college football, but then they get, they get the best player off a bunch of teams. I mean, they get, they get Georgia's best wide receiver. They get Georgia Tech's tailback. They get uh, – I mean, they, they get uh, – they get Vanderbilt's best offensive lineman. You know, that's why that's why this whole NIL thing is. You know, I I don't I don't see Brian Kelly complaining about Texas A&M. You know, neither should he. Look, just line up and beat them, like you like you've done just about every year since they've been in the SEC. By the way, how long have they been in the league? Ten years. How many times have they beaten LSU? Twice. And, and, and one time it took a miracle for it to happen. That's the facts. A miracle where they had to have a review yeah. on Kellen Mond's knee touching the right. ground. And LSU gave it away. Their chances of winning were 1 in 20 million. And they won. But they hit mm-hmm. it. They won. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, look, you know, everybody jumping up and down about Texas A&M. You know, don't jump up and down about Texas A&M. They haven't won anything. Stay tuned. Very clearly, uh, it's a different world in college athletics today. And I want to mention this. It's going to go away for a little while. He'll be back with us at about 11.30, and we'll talk Saints at that point extensively. But also, Ed, uh, before we get into college baseball with Lenny Van Gilder next, coming up next week on the Three Tailgaters Show, we'll have a special guest. Omar Khan will join you and I next Saturday morning. And I know you'll look forward to talking to Omar as well. Congratulations to him. 
uh, becoming the new general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well-deserved and overdue, frankly. Fantastic. Look forward to that. And we'll have you back at about 1130, buddy. Okay, my friend. Look forward to it. That's Ed Daniels. We'll take a brief time out here. Second hour begins in a moment. Lenny Van Gilder of Crescent City Sports joins us to talk college baseball as we continue with more here on the 3 Tailgater Show on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay, it's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow, thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code COOL for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code COOL for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. View. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Attention hurricane victims of New Orleans. Here's something I bet you didn't know. Hurricanes are the most underpaid claims there are. Insurance companies know they can get away with a lot after a hurricane, and what they pay you is normally way less than you deserve. You need a payout in your favor, not theirs. Remember, you are the victim, not them. Don't get taken by some adjuster trying to make a name for themselves, saving their company thousands by slow-paying, low-balling, or denying your claim. You pay them to have help when you need it most, but when it comes time for them to pay you, all you get is denied, delayed, and underpaid. The folks over at Clear Claim Public Adjusters know what it's like. They've made hurricane claims their number one priority. Let them inspect and give you an estimate showing all the things your insurance probably left off or undervalued. This means thousands more in your pocket. You have nothing to lose, only money to gain. That's right, they will give you their expert opinion for free. Remember, even if you already filed and got paid, they can probably get you a lot more money. They even take calls till midnight. Call 504-677-8000. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Hey, how'd you like to get paid to work out? Yes, I said get paid to work out. Now you can with ISSA, the global leader in personal fitness certification. If you're interested in a money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers right now. So once you get ISSA certified, 
certified, they guarantee you will get a job. Just text FORM to 323232 now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace and 100% online. Live your life on your terms. Get certified and train like you want, full-time, at a gym, at home, or as a side hustle. Whatever works for you. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Get certified and start making money fast, guaranteed. Just text FORM to 323232 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word FORM to 323232. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504 260 1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. And Ed will rejoin us at about 11.30 or so to talk about the Saints, and we look forward to doing that. College baseball tournament action underway this morning. In the sixth inning, Florida A&M leads Southern 4-3 to in the SWAC tournament. If Southern loses, they have to play FAMU again. If Southern wins, they move on uh, to the championship game. Meanwhile, they play in the Conference USA tournament with Old Dominion winning Louisiana Tech 6-4 to in the sixth inning. If Old Dominion wins, they force a deciding game there to get to the championship of the tournament. If Louisiana Tech wins, they're in the championship game, and they move on in that one. And as far as Tulane is concerned, not looking good at this point. At last check, bottom of the seventh, 8-4 to East Carolina on top. If East Carolina wins, they move on. If Tulane wins, they force a deciding game, but Tulane must win to stay alive. Joining us to talk about those topics and all surrounding college baseball, who's hosting, who's not, what's happening, is our good and great friend Lenny Van Gilder from CrescentCitySports.com. Lenny, good morning to you. Ken, good morning. Good to have you with us. And uh, Those are the games in progress right now. Talk about the game last night. Uh, First of all, the game... That took place in Lake Charles, another dramatic game. We've had two dramatic games in the Southland Conference Tournament. Yes, I think, you know, from Southeastern's perspective, they got to be happy to finally get a win over McNeese and feel feel good about things. McNeese swept them in Lake Charles in a regular season. They were close games. And then, you know, game game one of this best of three, McNeese won it 12 innings. Uh, and then, you know, Southeastern gets to be the home team last night, and they walked things off in the bottom of the night. So, what does that say for tonight? Chances are it's going to be a close game, I guess. And uh, yeah, we'll see if the team batting first can uh, perhaps win a game. Because the team's batting last has won uh, won every game thus far between the two this year. So um, you know, Southeastern, you know, putting itself in a position now where it's uh, you know it's it's one game to you know to play on in the next week and go to the NCAA tournament for the first time I think since 2017 for them. So it's been a while. McNeese is trying to get to the, uh, get to the tournament for the third time in a row of course no tournament 20 but they you know they won the Southland tournament in 19 and in 21 so uh yeah should be uh, another good one tonight clearly i think those two have established themselves you know as perhaps the you know the two best teams in that league and they're, they're facing off and I, I mentioned it on twitter this weekend i really 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 like this format the Southland did it for some you know variety of reasons not the least of which is uh, you know, they've only got eight teams right now. And, you know, from a scheduling perspective, the, the more you back things up into the season to start conference play, it becomes harder and harder to find non-conference games for all of those schools to be able to play. So 
you basically took your tournament and made it a two-week event, but it also mirrored exactly what they do in the NCAA tournament with, you know, a four-team regional, if you will, and then the two winners meeting in a best-of-three series the following week. That's exactly what happened every step of the way in the NCAA tournament. So it's, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's going to be an advantage for whoever wins tonight, having basically been in this format now for two weeks when they, you know, when they do get to a regional somewhere. Two ringing vote endorsements for this format of the Southland. Ed Daniels feels the same way. Then late last night, Tennessee beat LSU 5-2. to two. No surprise there. Tennessee's best team in the country. But that puts LSU in a bit of a precarious position, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, I, I think this is a must-win today. I mean, LSU's in. Don't get me wrong. And we know LSU's in. We know the winner of the McNeese-Southeastern game tonight is in. I think if LSU beats Kentucky, that puts their hosting position on solid ground. I think if they lose the game this afternoon, uh, they're, they're going to be sweating that host situation a little bit until those are announced tomorrow night. So um, you know, let's see how that, uh, how that whole scenario plays out. And of course, if LSU does win, then they've got to come back tonight and play Tennessee. Is that tournament, like so many others, had, had to alter the format or, or back things up because of uh, all the rain we had in these parts earlier this week. So um you know, let's let's see how you know. I'll be interested to see how Jay Johnson plays. Is he all in to try to win this game, and then whatever happens tonight happens tonight, or is he, you know, is he running, you know, a pitcher out there against uh, Kentucky and seeing what he can do, and tr- you know, trying to play this thing to to get to the finals tomorrow? Visiting with Lenny Van Gilder of CrescentCitySports.com. Let's talk about Louisiana Tech. I mentioned they're losing Old Dominion right now. Can Louisiana Tech get into the NCAA tournament by making the finals of their conference tournament and not winning it? I think, you know, look, if they would lose two today, I, I, I think they won't rest very easy for 36 hours. You know, if they win today and get to tomorrow and then lose, then it becomes a little bit easier in terms of rest. That's a good, Conference USA is a very good league, and you know, one one of the issues that Louisiana Tech is facing is within their own league in terms of the pecking order, in terms of how teams will be picked, because you basically you had a whole bunch of teams kind of lumped in, you know, behind Southern Miss, who's far and away the best team in that league, even though they didn't run away like, say, in East Carolina did in terms of the standings. But, uh, you know, Southern Miss is, you know, feels like they're in good shape for a host, even win, win or lose. Uh, today and tomorrow, because they've got to come out of the loser's bracket as well. Uh, but, you know, depending on how they finish, they may slide into a top eight national seed position where not only are you hosting a regional, but if you can win that regional, then you're hosting a super regional. You know, and as you, you know, the road to Omaha may not leave Hattiesburg. So, you know, they, they've got that to play for. So that's the thing in all of this. Everybody, except maybe in these, you know, the, the one-bid leagues out there where, okay, you're just playing, you know, win or go home. You, you've got some subplots in a lot of these tournaments, and you know Conference USA is one of them. But back to your original question about Tech, the the one thing Tech's resume is certainly worthy. They're sitting at forty in the RPI this morning, and they've got forty wins. But the thing they have to be concerned about is tournament upsets, and there were some upsets yesterday. Teams aren't out, but teams have to come out of the losers bracket. And in leagues where you've got you know, ordinarily, if you know, like. like Let's just take East Carolina, for instance, we mentioned them, okay? The Americans are one-bid lead unless East Carolina loses tomorrow. 
And it looks like at this point they're they're going to be on to tomorrow. They had a you know had a you know a commandingly late over two lane as we're as we're sitting here talking. But if you know if East Carolina were to lose to say Houston tomorrow, now that 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 steals a, a spot off of that bubble where where Louisiana Tech is clearly sitting. You've got Dallas Baptist lost in the Missouri Valley tournament. Uh, you know, to Evansville, and you know, maybe maybe Evansville steals that bid sitting in the driver's seat tonight. Uh, you've got Gonzaga losing to San Diego in the West Coast Conference tournament. Maybe San Diego steals that bid today. You know, and you know, those teams like Gonzaga and Dallas Baptist are, are likely getting in. Regardless, you know, you could have a situation where you know the Sun Belt could be that way as well. Say, uh, you know, say a team like Troy wins today, wins tomorrow. You know, it's virtually home games for them in Montgomery. If they could win two, they, again, they could steal a bid from somebody. So those are the kind of things you, you know, you got to watch for. If you're a team like Louisiana Tech and you do not get out of today and then win, you know, win tomorrow and wrap up the automatic bid. Let's talk about the UL Raging Cajuns. They have to win their tournament, correct? Yeah, their RPI is 60. They, they're, not, they're not in a discussion. I mean, you've got... Teams like Texas State and Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern's been projected as a host. They've got this off-the-charts RPI, even though Texas State won that league, not Georgia Southern. I'm not so convinced that Georgia Southern's going to host unless maybe they win this tournament. Because, I mean, in that in, in a league like the Sun Belt, it's a good league. But are you going to reward a team just based on RPI that isn't even a regular season champion in that league? I, I don't know. Uh, Texas State does not have that kind of RPI. They're, they're in the 20s. They're not in position uh, necessarily to host. They're, they, you know, some things broke right. Some teams lost. You know, they've won the regular season. They win the tournament, and you know their RPI, you know, slides up a little bit. Then, then maybe they, you know, they sneak in the back door to, to a, you know, to a host spot. But you know, right now you're in reality not talking about them as a host. But back to the Cajuns. Yeah, they've got it. They've got a winning look. They're they're playing, you know, good baseball. So the, you know, the they had to go to San Marcos to play Texas State, and they lost all three down there. And uh, that's who they've got to face tonight. So you've got to, you know, try to uh, exact some revenge there if you want to get, you know, to the championship game tomorrow. And of course, the Sun Belt affected by weather. They changed their format from double elimination to single elimination. They did not play at all on Wednesday or Thursday in that tournament. They go to the bottom of the sixth, Old Dominion, six to four, over Louisiana Tech. Tulane's now in the eighth inning, trailing eight to four to East Carolina in that contest. So that's an update on those two as we speak, looking to see if there's an update on, on the SWAC right now as well. And as soon as we get it, we'll certainly update you on that. But 4 4, there you go. Southern University has tied uh, Florida AM 4 4. They go to the seventh inning. And Southern again, rallied, so- yeah. Southern rallied to win that game yesterday over FAMU to put them in, you know, put them in the driver's seat. So, um, you know, again, Southern has won the last two SWAC tournaments, so they're trying to get to three straight as well. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. You know, clearly the the East Division is a little bit better than the than the West in the SWAC. Uh, you know, you're talking about teams like Alabama State, FAMU, Bethune Cookman. So. It, um, you know, let's, uh, you know, but again, all you got to do is be the best team this week. So, um, yeah, we'll see how, uh, see how it plays out for Southern and maybe they can, uh, maybe they can make a run and get back, uh, back to the NCAA tournament again. 
if LSU is able to host, I think they have a chance uh, to win the regional. I do not see them being a team that can win a super regional because I just don't see them having enough pitching. Uh, their defense has not been good, although it's been better of late. And to me, it's all about pitching and defense when you get that deep into the tournament. I think so. And you know, we, I, I was thinking about this before before we got on the air, Ken. It's one of the things that in baseball that's always amazed me is that, you know, basketball coaches don't suddenly change uh, their playing rotation when they get to the postseason or, you know, or football coaches don't suddenly go, you know, put in all, all new things when you're, you know, you're, you're trying, you may be playing in a conference championship game or, or something like that. You don't, you don't go reinventing the wheel, but yet in baseball, especially when you got to, you know, come out of the loser's bracket and stuff, you start, you start doing some crazy things. I mean, even today, you know, when now, you know, East Carolina, their they're starting pitcher that struggled against Tulane in the regular season. Tulane starts the game, home run, home run, double, and boom, he's out of the game after 10 pitches. And they, they basically turned it into a bullpen game and they've settled things down and got the bats going and came back and to, to take the lead in that game. But, College baseball, I wouldn't even say, you know, certainly not on the, on the pro level. You don't, you don't, you see things in a sport like college baseball that you don't see otherwise, as, as I guess where I'm, where I'm going with that, that you go about doing things a lot differently than what you would do over the course, you know, of a regular season in that, in that regard. Had my story at CrescentCitySports.com earlier this week about how uh, Tulane should look to the Rick Jones coaching tree for its new head baseball coach. You know a little bit about that. You were around that program and worked with it. Obviously, it's your domain, but I delved into it in detailed history, of course, and talked about all the yeah. assistants that yeah, Rick and head coaches that Rick's produced. Yeah. I agree. Uh, look, you know, Tulane is certainly a different place and a, a different type of program than anybody that they're competing with in their own league. Uh, anybody they're competing with in the state of Louisiana, uh, in terms of what you got to do from an academic perspective, in terms of um, you know how you you know the, the the tuition factor and you know needing to get academic aid and uh, you know other other types of financial aid because not everybody can stroke a sixty thousand dollar check to, to send their uh, son or daughter to Tulane. So there's that and you know how, you know how you go about managing it and uh, you know having an understanding of, of how that works on the academic side I think is is big I mean Rick Jones understood it from Georgia Tech when he came in here and Georgia Tech's a little bit different school but still you're recruiting that high academic caliber student athlete and you know I I, I wrote it look I, I I admit to what what I write just like you do six years ago I wrote that you know, while I didn't necessarily uh, agree with 100% of the process, I understood the Travis Jewett hire in terms of going after someone who had been uh, at a like institution and understood, you know, the, the, the process of recruiting those, you know, high academic student athletes, you know, and what, and what goes into that. So, so, you have, so you have that aspect of it. And obviously, somebody who's been at Tulane, either as a student athlete or as a coach or both, that can, you know, that, that in my mind is an advantage. Um, and, you know, you, you start just as you mentioned, you start with Jake Ocho. I think he's the, you know, the, the first place you've got to start in this. And, you know, if it, if Jake Ocho decides he, you know, he would be willing to come back to New Orleans. And I think at that point, the, uh, you know, the search, the search is over. Then it would be interesting to see, you know, if he did, who, uh, 
you know, who comes along with him for the ride. Um, you know, beyond that, look, I, you know, I don't know. I know, you know, you know, Ed mentioned in, in his story and, you know, maybe you've heard some things as well. One of the guys we were just talking about, Justin Hill and McNeese, they got a chance to go to the NCAA tournament for a third straight time. What, uh, you know, what may happen there? So, um, it, you know, is, is, is he potentially a candidate? Of course, the guy he's playing against at Southeastern, Matt Reiser, is a Tulane graduate, played on that 2005 College World Series team. You would, you, know, you would certainly think those, those two guys would be in the conversation uh, as well. And, you know, beyond that, you know, who knows? Look, baseball, as I wrote about, um, you know, the day that Travis Stewart was fired or uh, mutually agreed to part ways, let's, uh, using the Tulane terminology, is baseball has become much more of a national sport. Simplest way I could put it, more people are trying to win. You know, it's not like it was 40 years ago when I first started following this sport where you probably had, you know, a couple of dozen schools that were trying to win. The NCAA tournament field was 30-something teams back then. There were no super regionals. Even they did like four, and some regionals were four teams, some regionals were six teams. And, you know, you sent eight teams to Omaha, it was still a very... You know, the reason the mains of the world be, became well-known is because they only had to contend with teams from the Northeast. It was a very regional sport at that point. And uh, now it's become much more of a national sport. And uh, you see some names in there that are, you know, when, when you see the, the list of hosts on uh, Sunday night and you see the national seeds when the bracket is revealed on Monday, you're going to see some names that not only have you not seen up there maybe recently, but certainly don't fit the geographic footprint of what you're used to seeing in terms of college baseball success. So while I think it's good for the sport in terms of growth, I think it's uh, not as good for the teams down here and that they've got more, you know, that's one of, one of those inherent advantages that they had for a long time. I mean, the weather is still great and you can practice year round, but you've got more people out there who, because of that weather, maybe didn't, maybe didn't, you know, give the sport a, a great go in the past and support it uh, from a financial perspective that are doing it now. You and I were a part of six-team and four-team regionals in the University of New Orleans back in the day, uh, which uh, 40, you 40 years ago, forty years ago this weekend, nineteen eighty-two, yeah. the first uh, was the first ever regional in the state of Louisiana at UNO, and you and I were. Both out there for that one. That was uh, that was a, that was a that was a fun baseball weekend. Uh, it was uh, you know neither neither one of the home teams got through. It was a a really 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 good Wichita State team, you know that that came through here and gave up one run in three games. And uh, you know they went on to Omaha and finished second in Miami that year. But uh, you know that was you know that was Louisiana's first exposure to what the you know, what Division One postseason baseball look like. And it was, uh, you know, of course, we've seen much more of it, more in Baton Rouge than anywhere else. But, um, yeah, heck, even Rustin got a chance to host last year. So it's, uh, you know, now we've had them in, what, I guess, four different sites in the state. We've had, uh, we've had regionals now. That's right. And out of New Orleans, Wichita State, and LSU got out of here. And of course, LSU was all about Skip Bertman and, 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 and citing Ron Maestri and what he did and why can't we do this? And they committed, yep. as you said earlier, make the commitment. And, and that's what happens when you make the commitment. But the fact of the matter is that Ron Maestri did an unbelievable job of transforming 
uh, a product into a national level pro- program. And Joe Brockoff did a great job of establishing Tulane as a really good programming and close to that level as well mm-hmm. and getting to the NCAA tournament multiple times. Rick Jones took it to a different level. Skip Bourbon obviously took LSU to a totally different level. So can it be done? Yes. And, and to your point about Trent Jewett, Rick Jones made the point in the article that I wrote earlier this week. Look, uh, I hope they hire one of my guys, but keep in mind that I was an outsider. And that yep. he also, and he came from a, a like institution in Georgia Tech. Well, that's what Jewett was. So you made that argument and you made it well. It just didn't work out. That's why you look to do something different this time around, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And it'd be, it'll be interesting to see. Look, the, you know, the one thing other than David Pierce that Tulane has not done is hired a sitting head coach. Okay. Yeah. David Pierce came from Sam Houston State. And that is really the only time that they've hired a sitting Division One head coach. Uh, Joe Brockoff was a high school coach. Rick Jones was a college assistant. Travis Stewart was a college assistant. Uh, you know, and obviously you go back. You know, you go back further than that. And it was, you know, primarily at that point a local sport. So it's um, you know, in terms of how it was operating, going back to the days of Milton Teeth and Ben Abney and such. So, you know, and even beyond that, sometimes even football coaches were coaching, uh, you know, were coaching baseball and, you know, continued to happen in a lot of places, uh, you know, in a, into the 70s, I guess. So, um, so basically, yeah, what, you know, which direction will they go? How quickly will they move here? I mean, look, they got effectively, a, you know, a weak head start on a, on a lot of people by moving, when they did, even two weeks, because you're probably going to still see, you know, some changes coming about here, you know, over the next few days as, as this, the field of 64 gets announced. I'm sure you're going to see more and more openings out there uh, for college head coaches. You and I remember very well Tulane football practicing on Tulane's baseball field and also University of New Orleans playing its games uh, on its main campus with a bunch of grass and a snow fence. So yep. that's that's how far these programs have come. Oh, yeah. I remember look, Tulane, you know, Tulane, Tulane's press box. We, you know, we lovingly called it the duck blind back then because that's really what it was. That's what it looked like. Okay. We just had a, you know, we had a, you know, a, some wood and a, and a, and a table on the back row of the, of the back row of the stands. And that was a, a quote unquote press box, uh, you know, for the first four years that I worked games out there. So, uh, look, it, you know, things evolve, and you know, I think I think what you've seen in the sport of college baseball has all been for the good. You know, twenty even even as recently as twenty years ago, you'd see regional sites pick. It was all about money, and it was all about bids. Now they're rewarding the sixteen best teams because everyone, if they if if for some reason their facility's got an issue that they've had to. You know, they're working on a renovation or, you know, something's going on. Well, chances are they've got access to a minor league park that they can host something, uh, you know, to where, you know, the, the 16 teams who are the 16 best teams in the eyes of the committee are going to get a chance to play at home next weekend. It's not about who's going to ring the cash register the most. They go to the bottom of the eighth now, two laying down its last three outs, trailing East Carolina by the score of eight to four. So their season is three outs away from extinction and turning the page on what will become a new regime at Tulane here shortly. And because my guess is they're probably going to act pretty quickly on trying to find a head coach. Seventh inning now, uh, it's FAMU 
Florida International, or Florida, Florida, Atlanta. I can't get it right. Florida A&M. Florida A&M. Florida A&M 4-4 with Southern as they go to the top of the seventh inning in that one. Too many of those Florida schools, right? And then they go to the seventh inning now, Old Dominion 6 and Louisiana Tech 4 in that particular matchup as well. Lenny, a final word uh, in the final analysis. What do you think? How many teams do we get in? Your best guess. And does LSU host? I think LSU will beat Kentucky and LSU will host. I think, obviously, we know whoever wins the game in Lake Charles tonight will be in the field and be a four-seed somewhere. Um, you know, I would like to think Southern can, uh, you know, they're, they're at least sitting there, you know, in an advantageous position now to where, you know, they can in turn uh, get to the finals and, and have a chance. I think at the end of the day, La Tech gets in as an at-large if they don't win the conference USA tournament, uh, and I would probably stop there. I'd love to see, you know, the Raging Cajuns make a run here this weekend and be able to get in, which would give us uh, five teams. Um, you know, that's you know that that would be great. I mean, it would have been even greater if Tulane could have found a way to get it done. Maybe maybe even get us to six teams. Uh, but uh, and that's I believe the most we've ever had from Louisiana. Six is six is the high water mark. Hit five a couple of times. Uh, and this will be the 10th consecutive tournament that will have multiple teams from Louisiana since that nightmarish Memorial Day in 2011 when no one got in and the, the, the entire state was shut out. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, a day that, uh, I'm sure, you know, college baseball fans in East Park want, want to forget because there were, there was at one point, I remember that year where you probably had a realistic chance that three or four teams were going to get in is, you know, even in the last three weeks of the season, and then no one uh, no one got in. So, uh, But since then, it's been two or more every year, and it's going to be that case. Uh, let's, you know, let's, for the record, let's go, let's go with four teams we'll get. Sounds like a plan. He's Lenny Van Gilder of CrescentCitySports.com. You can read his work and his continual analysis of college baseball, which I'm sure you'll have after this weekend is over with at CrescentCitySports.com. Lenny, thank you. Always a pleasure. You bet, Ken. Talk to you soon. All right, that's Lenny Van Gilder of CrescentCitySports.com. We'll take a time out here. I want to remind you that if you'd like to join in the conversation, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 if you'd like to participate. Still to come, we're going to talk about the New Orleans Saints and OTAs this past week and what to take from that and what to take moving forward and where this franchise is and where this team is. We'll get into that. Ed Daniels expected to rejoin me to do just that. Glad you've joined us on this Saturday morning. Rudy Dixon, our producer, Ken Trahan with you. This is the Three Tailgater Show right here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. And as always, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. Since 1935, the Allstate Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. 
Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Yep, I ordered my metal roof today. I called Walker Meadows and they told me to come on down and it would be ready when I got there. Metal roof, trim, and screws. Dang, they said they make everything at Walker Metals. No shipping and don't have to wait for days for my order to come in from another state. No hassle getting there, and they were quick and friendly. Got hitched and ready to go. Dang, that's what Earl needs, a roof from Walker Metals. Now let's go put that metal roof on. 225-791-7791. Walker Metal Roof. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Metal roofs can usually be installed over existing materials. Come by Walker Metals and let them customize your new metal roof or help you with a new metal building. Or call 225-791-7791. Walker Metal is Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Walker Metals is a proud listener and sponsor of Roland Doucette's Rockin' Cajun Show. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. It's on to the ninth inning, last chance for Tulane, trailing East Carolina 8-4 in the American Conference Tournament. Tulane loses their season is done. Swag tournament, Southern and Florida A&M are 4-4 in the seventh inning. Southern just needs one win to get to the finals. Florida A&M must beat the Jaguars twice. And in the Conference USA tournament, Old Dominion 6-4 over Louisiana Tech in the seventh inning. Tech needs just one win to get to the finals. Old Dominion trying to force a deciding game against the Bulldogs later today. The New Orleans Saints with OTAs this week and a lot of news emanating from there. Jarvis Landry wasn't there. Demario Davis wasn't there. A few others didn't participate. Whether that's a concern or not is up to you. Michael Thomas was there, but he's not ready yet to participate. Is that a concern? Jameis Winston was on the field and practicing with a brace on his knees. Not all there yet, but he's a long way there, and that's great news too. Teran Matthews wearing 32. So there's a lot of uh, snippets, if you will. Ed Daniels rejoining us now to talk about the Saints. All right, Ed, so what about your takeaways uh, from OTAs? Any of those things ring a bell? What else did you take away from OTAs? 
Okay, and not answering. So we'll see if we can make sure we reconnect there, make sure we get him back on. All right, so I'll address it until we get him reestablished there. And bottom line is the whole number thing with Terran Matthew, 32 is what he wore in Kansas City. So there's no surprise there. And people had clamored about the seven from LSU. Well, Taysom Hill wears seven. And, you know, he's been wearing seven for a while. So no issue with that. With regard to Jarvis Landry, I wouldn't be too concerned at this point. I think he's all in and wants to be a major contributor to this franchise. Fully expect that he will be. And then, of course, with regard to Jameis Winston, you have to be encouraged because of the fact that he's already where he's at in terms of his recovery. Joe Burrow wore the brace this past year following his knee surgery. He's not going to wear it this coming season, he says, so he's probably beyond that. And, and then, of course, with regard to Michael Thomas, a little trepidation there. This is a long time down the road where he's concerned. So those are all questions. All right, so Ed Daniels, I think, is with us now. Ed, your takeaway from OTAs where the Saints were concerned? Well, I don't know, Kenny. I just, uh, I just watched it. Uh, I, I couldn't draw a whole lot out of it, frankly. Um, you know, it was um, uh, practice in shorts. I, 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 you know, I, I really don't know if, if, if my opinion on anything has really changed. Although I do think it was very encouraging to see uh, Jameis Winston do the amount of things he could do. He still can't roll out, as he said. But, you know, look, he's, he's three months away from a situation where he absolutely has to be ready. And I don't think there's any question that he's going to be uh, ready at that point. The whole Michael Thomas thing, you know, Dennis Allen, I can only go with what he said. We think he's going to be ready for the start of training camp. You know, you would hope that by minicamp he would be on the field a little bit. Um, you know, basically, you know, that that that's it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just I think that they've improved their team, and and nothing that I saw last week <clears throat> would really tell me differently. Uh, I just think I think they've improved their team. And, um, you know, I like, I like their draft picks. Again, Penning hasn't hit anybody. He hasn't been in any drills. But I'll give you an example. When, when I saw Eric McCoy in pads for the first time as a Saint in his first summer practice where they could actually bang on each other, you could tell right away that he was going to be a very good player. And I hope we see the same thing from Penning. You know, Olave looks smooth, fast, a guy who, who is, doesn't drop the football. You know, I, I think he was a good draft pick. Now, as far as the guys who are picked on the second and third day, don't know yet. I don't know if we'll really know until we, uh, we see them in some preseason games. But I think they've improved their team. I, I like what they've done so far. Do you have any concern about Michael Thomas? I mean, we're talking about an injury that occurred the first game of 2020. 
and he's still not ready to go on a regular basis. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I don't know how you cannot be concerned about it. I mean, how how much longer can this thing go on? I mean, it's it's um, it has lingered. That's but the Saints think he's ready. But look, I think the the litmus test, Kenny, is really late July. If he's not on the field practicing in full in late July, then I think the bells and whistles go off. Don't you? Absolutely. And I, I know everybody's kind of glossing over it and saying he'll be fine and all that stuff in due time, but I'm not 100% convinced. I hope he is, obviously. And if he is, there's no doubt what they become, but I think that's another reason they signed Jarvis Landry. Well, no doubt. And look, if if, if they don't have Michael Thomas, but they have Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, and, and again, I give Mark, Marquez Callaway some props for what he did last year. And I went back and looked at his numbers, and his yards per catch was pretty impressive last year. And if he's your third or fourth guy, then I, I think you're in pretty good shape there. But again, if Thomas, if it's the end of July and Michael Thomas isn't on the field practicing, then you've got to say, hey, what is going on here? That's really the way I feel about it, too. I mean, surely there are questions, panning at left tackle. Or is it going to be, you know, James Hurst, who they like, you know, in the secondary, Marcus May. Looks like he'll be suspended. The question is for how long? And how's Taran Matthew going to fit in? And how's he going to play? Peyton Turner, who is he? What's he going to be? Is he going to play? And is he going to be able to stay on the field? Uh, I, I mean, Alvin Kamara. And whether or not he's going to be able to play to start the season, which I would say is probably up in the air at best, Jameis Winston, how healthy is he and what's he going to be? So this team does have question marks, and it has a new head coach. So I understand why some people are hesitant to, to quote-unquote, jump on the bandwagon. Uh, and I'm not on the bandwagon, but I think it's a pretty good roster. And I think it's in a conference where they can achieve, and I think it's in a division where they can succeed. So that's why I have them as a winning team, and that's why I have them making the playoffs right now which obviously can change based upon developments between now and September. Well, look, if, if Jameis Winston plays at a high level, um, then, you know, I think they have a chance to go deep into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If he's average or below average, then I don't think they do. And, you know, one of the, uh, one of these, these uh, uh, websites that, uh, that does football analysis has Jameis Winston as the 24th best starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of an eye-opener because Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields are all ranked ahead of him. And, you know, if that's the kind of season it is, then, then I think there's definitely a ceiling as to how far the Saints can go. You know, I... I don't – if he's the 24th best quarterback in the ratings and he plays to that level, then I think it's going to be hard for them to make a major step forward. How in the world you can put Justin Fields and Zach Wilson ahead of a guy that's I, I have, thrown I – have, I have no idea. And, look, we all know in 2019 he was the only quarterback in the NFL to throw for 5,000 yards. Now, is he a top 10 guy? No. But I think he's a mid-teams guy, don't you? 
I think he's a he's a fifteen to twenty guy. Yes, I do. Exactly. I and mean, can, and know, can and he I... be can he be ten to fifteen if he plays well uh, and minimizes mistakes? Yes, I, I yes. think that's the ceiling. Uh, but that that's pretty good. No doubt. And and look, the Saints the Saints have a good roster, and you know if he plays average this year, then I think they're going to move on. And, you know, one of the things they're counting on, I believe, I don't know if counting on is the right word, but one of the things that they're anticipating is that Sean Payton is back coaching and they're back in a situation where uh, they've gotten at least one first-round pick. You know, look, let's just say he went to Dallas or Atlanta or New York where he knew people, all right? Um, and I think all of those places would be a possibility. If he did that, then, you know, I think the the bar has been set for compensation. It was two number ones and two number twos for John Gruden. Now, would the Saints ask for all of that? No, but they could easily ask for two number one picks, don't you think? Sure, absolutely. And if they got two number one picks, then all of a sudden they're in a position where maybe they can trade up and get a quarterback. That's all speculation, though, because, look, if Jameis Winston plays at a high level, <coughs> he's only been in the league seven years. He's still got a lot of good football left, theoretically. So if Jameis Winston has a really good year, then I think what you do is you extend his contract and you move on, don't you think? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, all right. you know, look, I don't know. 504-260-1061. Your call's next after a brief timeout. Ken and Ed, 3 Tailgaters Show, 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Conventional wisdom said we couldn't make a 400-horsepower sedan that's also a plug-in hybrid. At Volvo, we don't follow conventional wisdom. The all-new Volvo S60. Learn more at volvocars.com forward slash US. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Memorial Day is finally here. So now's the perfect time to upgrade your closet for summer with shirts from Untuck It. And you're in luck. Because everything is 25% off during Untuck It's Memorial Day event happening now. You can save big on all your summer essentials from wrinkle-free button-downs to no-sweat polos and more just in time for warm weather. If you haven't experienced the original Untuck shirt, now's your chance to save 25% on everything at 80-plus Untuck It stores and at UntuckIt.com. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. 
Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. You can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's new $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover on America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at TrackPhone.com. Erica, you bought a metal roof from Walker Metals. What made you go that route instead of shingles? I love my new roof from Walker Metals. It has added beauty and value to my home. It was installed right over my old shingles. The staff was so friendly. They walked me through the process and helped me choose the best color to match my house. This was the best decision I made. I save on my utility bills and my homeowner's insurance. If you need a new roof, think outside the shingles. Walker Metals has 12 colors to choose from with a 40-year rust warranty and Galloon Plus with a 20-year warranty against rusting. Call Walker Metals, 225-791-7791. Stop by and talk to the friendly folks or visit walkermetalroofing.com. You'll love your new metal roof from Walker. They look great, last forever, and are more resistant to wind, fire, and hail. Visit walkermetalroofing.com or call 225-791-7791 or just stop by. Walker Metals is your source for quality metal roofing. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay. It's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow. Thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code COOL for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code COOL for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank. Want to call an audible? Throw a flag? Call a technical? It's all good. Go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 Nash Icon. NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. Conference USA update, Old Dominion 6, Louisiana Tech 5, top of the seventh inning in that one. Update from the SWAC. Southern has taken a 6-4 lead over Florida A&M. They go to the top of the eighth inning. Southern wins. They move on to the championship game of that particular tournament and at the American Conference Tournament, they're in the top of the ninth inning, and it's now 8-5, to five, Eastern Carolina on top. Tulane has the bases loaded with two outs. 
Down to their last out, but the tying runs on base will keep you posted. 2601061. Kurt's in New Orleans. Kurt, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate y'all. Happy Memorial Day as well. Um, I wanted to comment real quick on – I was going to comment on receivers. I did want to say what Ed said about the, about the uh, quarterbacks that uh, Danny Dimes, you know, Daniel Jones, I thought about – I was reading a couple weeks ago that the, the new coach is challenging him to use his legs a little more because he's shown a lot of, you know, a lot of spunk there and, and, and done some things with that. And I still wouldn't necessarily put him ahead of, uh, of, um, of Winston. But um, the other thing is, you know, I'm kind of still in a good state of shock with, with our receivers. And, um, you know, if Michael Thomas, it, 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 you know, with him out there, with our firepower we have, you know, we, you know winning nine games with four coaches and, and, and not all fully healthy. You know, the whole team wasn't fully healthy last year like every year. Um, I just feel like um, there's no way we don't win ten games. I mean, we, you know, we won nine or nothing last year. Our defense held us so many times with any kind of, you know, any kind of improved offense. We win. We win in ten games with our eyes closed. I, I really feel it. But my question is on um, OBJ. Somebody mentioned that OBJ would like to be here, and you know, I know, you know, he, he got a ring. I know what happened in the Super Bowl. I also know he, his salary's high. You know, a couple of hometown discounts with um, Matthew and. Uh, Landry, do you think it's possible that that could operate, that they could function with him? I mean, I, I mean, would he want to? I mean, you know, he's a, he's a number one, number two. Would he even want to be here with this many receivers? And is there any smoke to that fire that I keep hearing? You know about Ed? Well, I'm I'm sure he wants to be here, and I I guess is my guess is the Saints. You know, I don't know if they'd have any interest or not. They might, uh, but you know, yeah. the thing about OBJ is. When when was he hurt? Was he hurt in February in the Super Bowl? Yes. Right. Yeah. He's only yeah. he's only he's only three yeah. three months of, away from a uh, three and a half months from a major knee injury. So yeah. w- when is it? Yeah. When is he ready to play? Yeah. Is he eight? Is it eight months right. after the injury? So are you talking about October or November? Well, when it can really I'm, make I'm a just, difference at the right price, you know. Right. I'm just I'm just asking and I think yeah, I think any yeah, teams that have yeah. that have interest are gonna to wait to see how that plays out, don't you? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, really. Um a running back situation. Kamara possible five or six games they're saying. The kid from Baylor I mean, is he coming on? Did y'all see him you know, have you seen anything on him as far as um I don't know, I just worried about that that spot. With with Ingram and his age and you know, Kamara, you know, uh, what do we have? You know, what do we have? You know, with, with Kamara, if he's out six games, you know. You got Mark, you got Mark well, Ingram, you got Tony Jones, you got Dwayne Washington, and you got yeah. uh, Abram, Abram Smith. Abram Smith. Tony who is, yeah. Abram yeah. Smith's a, a, a productive player. I've, I've likened him to Pierre Thomas with what he did in his college career and what his abilities are. I'm not saying he's yeah. that guy, but it's a similar story. An undrafted player who came from yeah. a – significant program that was very very good so i like the guy yeah. and i think he will have a chance yeah, yeah. well I, I was hoping yeah. kurt that the saints would sign daryl williams but they did not arizona did is sonny michelle still an option or is he out is no he he's, no, he's, 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 he signed he signed with somebody okay okay yeah he, he signed and so did daryl williams yeah and the thing yeah. i like about daryl williams is daryl williams wanted to come home and daryl williams daryl williams had a thousand Look. yards from the line of scrimmage last year yeah, good and player. I think he had like four, 46 receptions. So, to me, uh, he would have fit what the Saints are doing. But, um, 
You know, yeah. I would I would keep an eye on that running back spot. I don't think the Saints are finished there. Now, does yeah. that mean yeah. somewhere in training camp or whatever? Who knows? But I think it's always a possibility. Yeah. I think there's a chance they pick someone up from someone else during training camp. Sonny Michel with the Miami Dolphins, of course. Kurt, got to take a break, but thanks for the call. It's 504-260-1061. Back with a final word following a brief timeout here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. You can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's new $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover on America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a digital account executive. If you have at least one year experience in paid search, Google Display, paid social media, and digital video advertising, and want your paycheck to directly reflect your hard work with no income cap, send your resume to NolaSales at Cumulus.com. That's NolaSales at C-U-M-U-L-U-S.com. Cumulus New Orleans is an equal opportunity employer. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Shop our Memorial Day savings at Lowe's, where you'll find our Charbroil Five Burner Gas Grill with Riddle Insert Special Buy, $2.98, valued at $3.49. And take advantage of Craftsman Days. Buy a select Craftsman V20 Starter Kit, get a select Bear Tool for free, up to a $99 value. The savings are heating up this Memorial Day at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. See store at Lowe's.com for details. Watch supplies last. Selection varies by location. Valve 526 through 61. Cheers to 30 years. The New Orleans Wine and Food Experience is celebrating 30 years for a good cause. Join us June 7th through 12th for wine dinners at Vanola, our high-end wine tasting event at the Four Seasons Hotel, and at our grand tastings with wines from around the world and food from New Orleans' finest chefs. Let loose at our burlesque show or our drag show or both. Tickets are available now at nalfi.com. Must be 21 to attend. 
FC Gulf Coast Jam. Country on the Coast is coming to Panama City Beach, Florida. Real Fun Beach, June the 2nd through the 5th. Florida, Georgia it Live. Be, it'll be, it'll be. Brooks and Dunn. Brett Young, in case you didn't know. Jordan Davis, Chris Jansen, Scotty McCrary, Maddie and Tay, and more. Tickets on sale at GulfCoastJam.com. Sponsor Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association. Last chance today. Call the Three Tailgaters Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. And as we wind things down, it's over for Tulane. They lost to East Carolina 8-5. to Tulane season is over. Now the search for a new head coach begins in earnest. They go to the ninth inning. Southern leads Florida A&M 6-4. Southern wins. They advance to the championship game, and they're in the bottom of the eighth inning. Old Dominion 6, Louisiana Tech 5. If Old Dominion wins, they force a deciding game. If Tech rallies to win, they're in the championship game. Ed, final thought, college baseball. You missed that segment earlier, but... You know, as many as four or five teams that still have a real shot from Louisiana 